0: Love you guys. Denise is a not only a a ordained minister of the Assemblies of God. She is a fantastic teacher. If you've ever sat under her teaching, you know that's true. I've been blessed several times to listen to this lady teach. I think, Pastor Bob, um, I appreciate you so much. Uh, I think you've got my notes there (laughs) that you took. (laughs) Are those my notes right there? (laughs) Uh, I came right up here. There's a black uh, notes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's really difficult. It's fun to uh, watch uh, people try and pronounce our names. Uh, and when they get it right, it's like we're just uh, amazed. And I actually thank them and say, wow, you know, that's great. Uh, Denise uh, Giovanini." And, and that's, uh, it, it sounds like it's easy to say, but when you see all those N's and all those I's, it's, it just isn't. But uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Bob, I appreciate it. And um, worship was amazing, wasn't it? Um, Pastor James, thank you and your team. And I think uh, it's just appropriate to begin the message today uh, with the takeaway from worship, and that is, worthy is your name Jesus, you deserve all the praise, Jesus. And after all, isn't that what brings us together this morning? Is Jesus. So, uh, first of all, I just want to say to all the happy Mother's Day to all the moms here this morning. It is a delight and I'm excited to bring you the message today. I count it a privilege to share God's word unashamedly with you. Being a mom is rewarding and sometimes it's just plain difficult. But we honor you today. And by honoring you, we honor God and thank Him for His creation of motherhood. Ladies, you are strong, you are resilient, you have a love that is tenacious, you are valuable to your family and you're valuable to God. I'm grateful to have my husband Eric and our children and our grandchildren and family members here with us this morning. How many understand that their presence is their present? their gift to me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your love and your encouragement. Mother's Day conjures up thoughts of mom, doesn't it? There are some of us here today whose moms don't live by. They don't live nearby and others They do. And then there's those of us whose mom is no longer here. Regardless, this we do know. Mom is the reason why we celebrate Mother's Day. My mother, Vivian, her name means vivacious. Vivacious Viv. She had this contagious laugh. Know those people who have those, that, that a laugh that's contagious and, and they're in the other room and they're laughing and, it, and it, you don't even know what they're laughing about, but you find yourself laughing. Well, that was how my mom was. And it brought comfort to me to just hear her voice. She modeled for me not to take yourself too seriously. Learn to laugh at the things you do. She also modeled for me, look out for the needs of others. My mother-in-law, Anne, many didn't know that her real name was Loretta, Loretta Anne. She loved to cook, Italian family, Italian style. And she taught me how to cook because I didn't know how to. And at age 19, what I brought to the table for my husband, Eric, was only what I knew how to cook, and that was a boiled hot dog. And I was good with that. (laughs) I was good with that. But Eric wasn't. And in our first year of marriage, he lost 20 pounds. (laughs) Yikes. And I'm sure, truth to be known, it was the reason why Loretta Ann took me under her wing. It was out of pure necessity (laughs) for her son. But she was selfless in her love for her family and instrumental in Eric and I attending the Billy Graham crusade at the Pontiac Silverdome in 1976. And with the invitation and Billy Graham, he would give his message and it wouldn't be very long, but then he would extend the invitation for people to come, come to Jesus. Come, just as you are. Now is the time. Come. And so all three of us, Eric's mom, Eric, myself, we said, now, is our time. And together we went down the steps of the Silver Dome onto the field to make a public profession of our faith in Jesus Christ. And my spiritual moms, Lydia Mitchell, she taught me the importance of knowing God. She would tell me, Denise, Search for God's truth in his word. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed by him belong to us and to our children. Lydia Mitchell, no longer with us. Dorothy Edwards. She taught me, Denise, you have to dig your own well. Dig until you find the stream of living water to drink from. It is your nourishment for life. You must experience Christ for yourself first. It's that adage. Give a boy a fish, and he'll eat for a day. Teach a boy how to fish, and he'll eat for a lifetime. Dorothy Edwards, no longer with us. Mary Ellen Fraser. she taught me About quiet strength, humility. Mary Ellen Frazier, no longer with us. Ah, but they are with Christ in heaven, awaiting for us. And then Mary Jo Arnold. She taught me that I'm the apple of God's eye. Stay focused on the things of God. Stay young at heart. The significance of sharing these experiences with you is this. God uses many people in our lives to create a mother's heart. And if you're taking notes, that's the title of my message, A Mother's Heart. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. Ah, but yes, it can be seen and it can be experienced because... A mother's heart is God's heart in action. Isaiah 66 13. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, revive us today. Revive your people. Lord, comfort us today. May we better understand your truths from your word. May you open up our eyes to see you for who you are in all of your wonder. And may you open our ears to hear your voice. And Lord, may you bless our mothers today. May they Realize how valuable they are to their families and how valuable they are to you. May they know that they are beautiful. We ask, we pray, in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. There are many mothers in the Bible. We have Eve, we have Sarah, we have Leah in the book of Genesis, we have Hannah in the book of Samuel. And there are some who set the example for prayer, for trusting, for teaching their children, and waiting on the Lord. This morning, we'll look in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament where the Messiah is anticipated and prophesied. And then fast forward to the New Testament and the fulfillment of these prophecies. For our note takers, three points to my message. Point number one, God's story, Mary's response. Point number two, God's story, my response. And then point number three, God's story, your response. A mother's love is something that no one can explain, but ah, yes, it can be seen and it can be experienced. Because a mother's heart is God's heart, an action. Made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. Endless and unselfish. Enduring, patient and forgiving. Glows with all the beauty she comforts. Point number one. God's story, Mary. Mary is probably the most well-known mother in the Bible. She is the mother of Jesus and the only person to be present with Jesus, both at his birth and at his death. Mary was chosen by God to bring his son, the Savior, into the world. Question, did Mary know the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah in the book of Isaiah? These prophecies that were written about the Son of God, her son, Jesus. These five prophecies in Isaiah, the virgin birth, The child born to be Prince of Peace, God's Spirit on the branch, the gentleness of the servant, and the suffering of the servant. Mary, did you know? Did you know about these prophecies in the book of Isaiah? Did you know the virgin birth was written about you conceiving and delivering? the Messiah, the Lord himself, in Isaiah 7. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. Was it here that you bowed your knee? When you realized that you had conceived wondrously. Or when you were holding the Christ child in your hands. When you were comforting him. Was it at this time that you came to realize that your newborn baby, the Messiah, the one you delivered, had now come to deliver you. And to also save our sons and our daughters or Mary did you know this in the second prophecy the child born to be Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9 for to us the child is born to us the son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mary, when did you realize that Jesus was the Prince of Peace? Did you realize this at the Sermon on the Mount? When Jesus taught, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called The children of God. Or was it in the third prophecy, Mary? God's spirit on the branch. In Isaiah 11. Did you know? Then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse. And a branch from his roots will bear fruit. Did you realize this? When you were at the temple in Jerusalem, when your son Jesus taught the parable about the vine and the branches, was it here in the temple that you realized that the true vine was the true branch written in Isaiah? And from his roots, abiding in him would bear much fruit. Or was it in the fourth prophecy? The gentleness of the servant in Isaiah 42. Mary, did you know this is my servant? I strengthened him. This is my chosen one. I delight in him. I have put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not cry out or shout or make his voice heard in the streets, he will not break a bruised reed. Was it in the towns traveled, along with Jesus, where you came to know him as Messiah, teaching the multitudes, when he said, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows a son except the Father? And no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wants to reveal him. Or was it here, Mary, when Jesus said, come to me, learn from me, for I am gentle. I am humble. Did you know? The gentleness of the servant, God's chosen one, was your son. The one written about in the book of Isaiah. Or Mary, was it in the final prophecy, the suffering servant in Isaiah 52? Was it at the cross, Mary? That you came to know Jesus, your son, as a suffering servant, Messiah? Pierced for our transgressions? Did you realize that he would be crucified to justify you and many others and carry their sins? Was it when he selflessly cried out at the cross, stripped from any dignity, in human form. Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Mary, did you know that this child you delivered would soon deliver you? A mother's love is something that no one can explain, but ah, yes, it can be seen and it can be experienced. Because after all, a mother's heart is God's heart in action. Point number two, God's story, my response Giving birth, holding precious new life in your hands, challenges us to think differently, doesn't it? As a new mother, although imperfect as I was, I wanted perfect for our children. So I created in my mind this perfect square box which is the best way I can describe to you my plan. But perfectly was not happening, and tension soon began between me and my perfect square box. It was an ongoing tension between being misshaped or staying flawless. When I saw a dent, I quickly bumped it out. When it was jostled, I put it back in place. When it got scratched, I buffed it to a quick shine. Desperate to keep my now well-designed and, might I say, rather nicely decorated, perfect square box was frankly exhausting. And this went on for years until these two mindsets collided, perfect and imperfect. My battle for control, now broken, And crying out, God heard me and came to my rescue. But this I knew. God had given me a tenacious love for my husband, for our children, and for him. And perfect as I was. broken as I was for God's ways are not our ways and thank God for his mercy his mercy that is new every morning so what did I do I bowed my knee to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The virgin birth, Isaiah seven. The reason he came was to rescue all, everyone. So I put my trust and faith in him to help me. And now I often remind myself, you're God, I'm not, and I need you. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. And I now have experienced for myself that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness I bow my knee to the Prince of Peace Isaiah 9 I learned it is his peace that surpasses all understanding and guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus and the Prince of Peace that I've experienced is the one I now. Give to others. And he keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26. These blessings of peace that I receive are not for me to hold on to. Although, yes, to enjoy, but I'm learning to hold on to them loosely so that they can flow out from me to others needing peace, needing the Prince of Peace. I bow my knee to God's spirit on the branch, Isaiah 11. Encountering God in this metaphor is in John 15, the vine and the branches. And in Isaiah 11, definitely changed the course of my life. The true vine, the true branch. While studying John 15, 5 to better understand this verse in context, I learned the significance of abiding in him. Being aligned to the source of life bears much fruit, Encountering God in Scripture produces life-sustaining change. And he's looking for those with transformed hearts and minds. So now I live every single day to encounter Christ. Because when I do, I'm changed. I'm not the same. And I don't get bogged down anymore with how I'm being changed. I just thank God and receive that I'm being changed. After all, he's the one producing the fruit in me because he's the one who best knows my purpose. And being transformed by him is far better than any change I can accomplish on my own. I bow my knee to the gentleness of the servant, Isaiah 42. In Matthew 11, Jesus said, Come to me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble and I long to give you rest. And I say, yes! to rest. Reclining on the couch, my feet propped up, enjoying a nice glass of iced tea. That's so good. And I certainly do need that kind of desired rest. But good as that is, I'm learning what is even better. I'm learning that the rest Christ is offering me is... Himself. When I am weary and burdened, I come to him for true rest. He is gentle. He is humble. It's in his presence I find myself re-energized. I bow my knee to the suffering servant, Isaiah 52 and 53 how much he has given he gave his life for us God sent his son into the world not to condemn it but that we might be saved through him struggles now take on a new meaning Struggles laid at the foot of the cross change our perspective of what it really means to do battle, doesn't it? When I am weak, then am I strong. I'm learning this from the the Apostle Paul. To boast ever the more gladly in my weakness. Why? So that Christ's power may rest. me and when struggles come and they do I'm learning to embrace them instead of running from them as hard as that may be or as scary as that may be because of the unknowns I can find strength in weakness through Christ's power that lies Within me point number three God's story your response my friends God's story does re, re- does require a response from us I'm I'm gonna repeat that God's story does require a response from us although each experience may be different Paul in Romans 14:11 writes As I live says the Lord every knee will bow to me and every tongue will give praise to God This is liberty. He sets us free. In Isaiah 45, 23, the Lord God vows that every person will bow before him. This timeless truth holds firm. God is calling for bowed knees his message is clear he is calling for changed hearts and minds he's looking for those whose hearts are right with God Christ is worthy he paid the price once and for all for all those who believe A mother's love is one that is strong and resilient, one that is valued, one who comforts. When life is hard, sometimes things don't seem to make sense. Decisions need to be made and we don't know what to do. Do we speak? Do we not? And our culture is changing so quickly that it's likened to a merry-go-round that is quickly spinning and we are feeling desperate to get off. And we find ourselves shouting to those near us, stop spinning, I want off. But this I know, you have a love within you that is tenacious. And when that love is aligned with God's love, there is nothing that can overcome it. No circumstance, no situation, no individual, no merry-go-round. When life is good, the joys are incredibly rewarding. Delight is experienced. The first look at life, brand new, God's incredible creation. The touch of a newborn's toes or fingers. The smell of a freshly bathed child especially after running through muddy puddles. Hearing them say thank you on their own, showing gratitude for something given to them. Experiencing their feelings of joy after accomplishing a win. And their smile that stretches from ear to ear. Seeing their goodness when sharing their toy or something they value with others. And tasting something that they've baked especially for you. Sharing in their excitement and anticipation as they watch you, taste it. From bite to bite to finish. And whether it's good or whether it's bad, or whether it's simply downright ugly. Nevertheless, it's beautiful, and we experience joy. A mother's love is something that no one can explain, but ah, yes, it can be seen. And it can be experienced. Because after all, a mother's heart is God's heart and action. Made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. Endless and unselfish. Enduring, patient and forgiving. Glows with all the beauty. She comforts. So, where do we go from here? The practical application. Three live, pray, and give. The first live live to encounter christ every single day because when you do you're changed you're changed you're not the same you're changed two pray pray for encounters to share jesus every day because when you do it's opportunity for others to be changed. And three, give, give to others what you've experienced. Remembering, you can only give to others what you first have experienced yourself. I close with a verse and a quote. The verse. Isaiah 66:13 As a mother comforts her child so will I comfort you The quote from Charles Spurgeon Nothing matches the comfort of a mother If you've forgotten your value as a mom this verse, Isaiah 66:13, 13, validates you. If you have forgotten to value your own mother or the person who fulfilled that role, such as an aunt or a grandmother, call her today and tell her how much she means to you. And may I also add, it may be an adoptive mom a spiritual mom or mentor, regardless. Whoever has fulfilled that role for you, call her today and tell her how much she means to you. Ladies, know how important and valuable you are to your family and to God. May God fulfill his purposes in you. And every day, every day, may you live to encounter him and be changed. May you pray for encounters to share Jesus with others so that they have opportunity to be changed. And may you give to someone what you've experienced. We honor you today. The Lord bless you.